Hey, I'm Allison. And I'm Courtney. And we're just two friends who are going through the whole bariatric surgery thing together. Join us on our journeys as we walk you through the pre-op diets, eventually our surgeries. And then, you know, whatever comes next. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the No Guts, No Glory podcast, episode 10 with Courtney and Allison. And we are here today to talk all about Allison. Allison, you are 21 days away from your surgery. It is so close. I'm so excited for you. Oh my gosh. I can't even believe that it's almost here. It feels crazy because I booked this in November. So I was going to say from the first time that Jeff like started researching and now it's like Mm-hmm. official appointments and additional appointments. And I think it snuck up so fast that we have not truly focused on you yet. And today it is your turn to get all of our questions. <laughs> um, so first, let's talk about the fact that you are currently on a weight loss journey and you have been doing such an amazing job with keto, um, like huge success in the past year. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So I started keto, I want to say in October of 2020, um, and just sort of stuck with it um, throughout the whole, you know, next following year and, you know, into this year. Um, And I lost 50-ish pounds, uh, which has been great. And I felt really good. And I really just enjoy the keto diet. I, you know, all about protein and veggies. Um, So it's been great, but I just sort of had gotten to a point yeah, (laughs) where I just stopped. Um, so I think that's been a little frustrating for me, but, um, as far as like the lifestyle or the diet, I'm all about it. Yeah. And you, I mean, you definitely like long-term let's, let's talk about this a little bit, but you've had trouble losing weight in the past. And part of it is that you can't exercise. And part of it is that you have some stuff that is just working against you as far as being able to lose weight. Um, so share with us, like, your journey. <laughs> I know that's a loaded question, but share with us like kind of leading up to you doing keto. Sure. So when I was 13, I was diagnosed with a genetic heart disease um, that took me out of all sports. I was in all competitive sports. So it took me out of anything like that. It took me out of being in gym class. Um, I was basically put into a bubble and rightfully so um, at the, that point. Um, and so they you know, and like all of a sudden I'm like a 13 year old who can't, you know, work out, can't run around with my friends, can't be, you know, part of the field days that you have in high like school. None of that. When you're little. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and so that's always been a thing. So then I've always been a little afraid of, you know, cardio working out. I can go for walks. There's been periods of my life where I've lost like 80 pounds quite a few times. I think I've done it like three or four times within my, you know, um, life since teenager time. Um, but then it always comes back on, uh, besides the congenital heart disease. I also had a pituitary adenoma, which is basically a brain tumor that sits on your pituitary gland and a quick lesson in injury. And like, um, all of that is that your pituitary gland handles all of your hormones from your adrenals to your thyroid, um, female hormones, everything. Um, yeah. So when that started, it was, you know, was undiagnosed for many, many years. They said it probably started growing when I was a teenager, but, um, 
obviously, you know, no, it wasn't like a headache kind of thing or just, it was never found until it was like really, really big and causing eyesight issues. And that has been really hard because it's like, I can't exercise and suddenly my body doesn't make the hormones and suddenly my thyroid doesn't work. And, um, that sort of like worked against me. And then when they did remove it, I had to be on, um, steroids for a year. And if you've ever been on steroids, you know, that's like a terrible thing. They're not so. exactly weight loss inducing. <laughs> yeah. Not exactly. Uh, yeah. Friendly for that. Um, and then, but after all of that got cleared up, after they did the, the big brain surgery and removed the tumor, I lost like 80 to 90 pounds um, within a short amount of time just by walking and like counting calories. Um, but then I started to notice that things started to creep back up and I wasn't exactly sure why. And um, within like six months of noticing that things started to change. I noticed the brain tumor came back a second time and I needed open heart surgery. So it was kind of like, womp, you know, womp, womp. (laughs) And I I mean, honestly, going through all of that, I was the last thing on your, like the last thing on my mind would be exercising. It's like, okay, survival and getting things done. And then you have all these medicines, you like physically, walking up a hill is not something that is easy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, going up a flight of stairs is um, basically impossible. I mean, yeah. I do it. So not impossible, but it's very taxing. <laughs> but it is not great. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. It's not a good time. Um, and it's just increasingly gotten worse just because I, you know, the cardiologist has described it because it was diagnosed so young. Um, it's something they don't really like put out there because they don't want it in your head when you're 13 or whatever age you are. But because of that, it causes a lot more issues for patients who were diagnosed at 13 rather than like 50. Um, and that's been true because it's been a downhill trajectory since, you know, diagnosis. Right. So. And you have something right now that helps regulate your heart now too, right? Yep. So when I was 20, they put in a pacemaker and defibrillator. Um, and at that point I wasn't pacemaker dependent, but now post open heart, I am pacemaker dependent, basically meaning my heart doesn't beat on its own. It only beats because the the device is telling it to. And this is something if you're comfortable sharing, but, uh, you've had your device actually fire a few times, um, and ultimately save your life. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a godsend of an idea of technology. I should back up and say that like my mom died a few months after I was diagnosed with this heart disease of the same heart disease. Um, she died in the kitchen of her house, um, because she had a, a heart rhythm that just was like unable to come back from. And it was said like, if she would have had a defibrillator, she probably would still be alive. So like from that point, to like fast forward five years, I'm getting a defibrillator. You know, it's amazing the technology that's available. Um, now it's, you know, heartbreaking that it wasn't available when she needed it. Yeah. Um, but the same sort of thing happened to me. Um, I had been, uh, I was like 80 pounds thinner. I was working out, like walking working out for me is walking. So I was walking all the time. Um, but a lot, yeah. You were really like in a good health spot. Yeah, I was in a great health spot, and then um, suddenly 
I didn't even can't even remember, but I just completely passed out because I had a, a really dead, I had a deadly heart rhythm and my device saved me. Um, and without that, I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't be here. I would have been dead at 36, 35. Something I remember like that. us having, uh, I remember us celebrating your birthday the following year, just being like this, <laughs> we are celebrating another year here. Yep. That's I remember good. I was like, Jeff, we're having a party. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, that was when I learned that Jeff throws a great party. (laughs) (laughs) That was a great party. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like, why not celebrate it? Because I really, I mean, honestly, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be here. So, um, and then it did happen again in October of last year. Um, So where, again, it fired, it fired twice. And to get your defibrillator to go, like to feel what that feels like, it feels sort of like being kicked in the chest from the inside. Um, I would say, I used to always say baseball bat, but Jeff was like, you've never been hit with a baseball bat. So how can you really <laughs> define that pain? Um, a <laughs> yeah. So I guess it would be like if a horse kicked you right in the chest, that's what it feels like. Um, and thank God I, you know, that's available to me. So, but now that, and since open heart, they had to make me pacemaker dependent. So the whole thing just like, I'm a robot, I guess. And you go for like, so you're, you were doing regular check-ins. Um, you're making sure after you had an incident this year, you went for an update and you went to your doctor, um, just to check in. And I think you got some unexpected news that I know was definitely, um, shocking for us to hear. So are you, uh, can you share what the doctor told you when you went for a checkup this year? Sure. Yeah. So it was, um, July of this year and I went in by myself. We had just actually celebrated a birthday for Jeff and like had a great party. It was such a great day. And then literally the next morning I had to go to the hospital, like to see the doctor at the hospital. And, um, he was like, so you need a heart transplant. And I was like, (laughs) you know, you walk in sort of like unknowing and like, just sort of like, huh. The sky's blue, grass is green, everything is fine. It's just normal. <laughs> this is not a casual know. sentence. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you saying? Um, are you, right. Do you know that my, this is me that you're talking to? Yeah. Um, yeah. It was definitely just like a, a moment of, wait, what did you just say? And, yeah. um, and he was like, but the thing is, you are not eligible for a heart transplant because of your weight. And it is just like, it's kind of just like a total, it's just, I mean, I I understand there's protocols and like having a transplant fixes an issue, but then causes many, many other issues. And then you need to be at the top of your game as best you can. So I totally understand. Um, But he was like, he said to me, if you think you, you're doing great on keto, you've lost, you know, the 50 pounds, but do you think you could lose another hundred and keep it off for the rest (laughs) of your life? And I was just like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think that I can at this point, especially in the condition of heart failure that I was in or am in. Um, And so that's when he was like, hey, you should really look into this, like a gastric weight loss surgery. And here's a number. And that's where it began. And I remember when I called Jeff and he was like, "Uh, what? Like, he just means like theoretically or like maybe someday. And I was like, nope, not what he means. Yeah, so that is <laughs> definitely not what you expected to hear. Um, I think 
I mean, this is this is reaching for a silver lining, right? But I think that one of the things that he did share with you that was like, I was excited to hear it after that news um, was that he thinks that it'll give you more time before you need a transplant, right? Right. So the hope is because I'm in heart failure at this point, the hope is that if I lose 100 pounds, my heart won't have to work so hard, which definitely makes sense. Um, and could buy me years before we would have to actually put my name on the list. Um, and that's the hope. And so it's sort of a really big deal that we're three weeks out. And it's definitely why I'm a little nervous that COVID could push it back. Because you're like, how much time do I have to really play with pushing things back? Right. Yeah. Right. It, we're not, it's pretty, it, it's severe. Like it's, it's not something that. Where if mine gets pushed right, I'm like, okay, I mean, I'll diet for another month for you. It's it's literally like there is a ticking clock and it would be amazing if COVID could just stay the fuck out for, for the next three weeks. That'd be real great. It'd be super, super nice um, for sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, so I mean, I'm hopeful in the idea that it could be a whole new chapter and one that could like maybe help all of this health crisis just die down for, I mean, I'd be very hopeful to say five years or 10 years, but I would settle yeah. for a couple of years because it feels like it's been a nonstop hamster wheel since 13. So it would be great to kind of like have an answer or like have a, have a break. Have a break. Just, yeah. Yeah. Breathe. Mm-hmm. And I think too, like one of the things I've learned, especially just being good friends with you is that people talk a lot about transplants, but they don't talk a lot about the fact that transplants don't last forever. Mm-hmm. And it's potential that you could need a second one. You could like, right. it's, it's a continuous healing process. So um, any amount of time, like five, five years, extra 10 years, extra, that all sounds freaking amazing. And it is true that like, you know, the fact that I'm only 41, it would be a lot to say, okay, she needs a transplant at 42. And then you think, okay, she possibly could need another one at 52. Um, right. And go through it all over again. So here we are being hopeful for the future and some uh, time off. <laughs> I always remember when you had your open heart, you said that you'd heard of other people having open heart and the way that they explained that they felt after was just like, oh my God, I can actually breathe. I can actually, like, I'm able to do all of these things that I haven't been able to do. And you didn't get that feeling. And I am so hoping that with this surgery and the relief on just like your heart and the heart failure, that maybe this is your moment to kind of get that relief. I agree with you. Yeah. Cause I was super hopeful for that open heart. Um, but that sort of opened up another huge can of worms where I was, my heart wasn't beating properly and I needed to be pacemaker dependent, which then forced right. another surgery with a couple months later. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, it would be super great <laughs> if this could be to the have answer. A good one. <laughs> to have a, like yes. one that works, that yes. goes on just as it should on the 24th. And um, could be the start of something, you know, great. Because it's just, it's hard to balance, you know, every morning I take a handful of pills. Every afternoon I take a handful of pills. And at night I take pills too. So you're just like, 
and I mean prescription medication that is prescribed by my doctor, but the, (laughs) (laughs) I love your very surgeon had to like ask you, like, you know, you're going to have to be on pills for the rest of your life. You're like, "Mm." (laughs) got it. Cool. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. Um, So it's hard to constantly be in a world where you're trying not to focus so hard on all of the health stuff, but then also, you know, and live, right. And live in a way that I, you know, can be envious of everyone else who seems to get to live in like a, and everybody has their own stuff. I'm not saying that, but like, just Mm -hmm. in this like world where like there, there's no life or death situation. That's sort of like a cloud over them every day. So my hope, I guess, would be for this surgery that um, it would work and then I can put the work in and it would buy me many, many, many years, maybe even a decade. Wouldn't that be nice? I love it. Allison, I have two questions for you. Um, did they give you an option of which surgery you sh- you could have or was the sleeve like what they said you should have? And my other question is, is it frustrating that they didn't give you this option years ago? Why did they wait until now to tell you that you should have this weight loss surgery. Do you, do you know question. the answer to that? Yeah, I mean, that is a good question. I think that it's been mentioned before because I feel like you and I talked about it before, Jeff. Um, but it was never like, it was never included with the word transplant and unavailable to you. Um, but basically my cardiologist who I love and trust gave me the name of a surgeon and I went to him kind of unknowing. I didn't have that like time to research stuff. I literally had, there was a big portion of time where I had no idea what the surgery was even was until Courtney drew us a diagram to describe. (laughs) Image one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so I I went to that doctor's appointment and just sort of was like, hey, you know, I think all the doctors are, and I'm not saying I've had the most things ever because there's many people who struggle with a lot of things, but I think a lot of people sit there and I say, hey, hi, I'm Allison. I've had two brain tumors and open heart surgery and, you know, all of these things. And now I need this. And they just sort of look at me. Um, and he was and I just described, like I had been on, I was on keto at the time and I had told him I lost weight. And he's like, I think that the sleeve would be perfect for you. I really had no idea what the sleeve was. It wasn't even like he actually described it. There were posters hanging up in his office and he may have said it, but I find when I'm in a doctor's office, I'm just like, trying to hang only goes in yes yeah so basically I was just trying to figure out and then at that point I you know that's when they said like you should make sure it's covered by your insurance ha 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 um (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so I really you know and so I've definitely heard the surgeries that you're you know you are having and we've talked to other people who have had different surgeries and so I do wonder why they went with this one in particular for me but um yeah, I mean, no, I am no by no means a doctor at all, but definitely some of the things I've read just in like looking at the differences between different ones mm-hmm. is that this is the one for recovery that it said in the past, like they'll recommend it for heart patients because recovery goes more smoothly. Um, mm-hmm. But it also seems like just from everybody that we found on Instagram, it seems to be like a really popular solution that a lot of surgeons recommend. And it definitely has a lot of history behind it too, which is comforting because some of the things that you've had to do in the past or don't have a lot of history behind them. Um, So that's, that's a little bit different. Yeah. 
Um, so. so what happens when you go in for surgery? Do you have, are there additional doctors on hand or um, will anybody be in the hospital? Do you have to do any special testing? So, uh, yes, I had to get cardiac clearance. Um, I don't know if you had to do that at all. Mm-hmm. I had to, okay. So okay, my cardiologist. Sorry. Okay. What it, okay. Uh, I mean, I guess, I mean, I'm just making sure that there's nothing wrong. So in this case, they know something is wrong and they're yeah. saying to my doctor, is she well enough to have surgery? And I did have a, um, I did have another test like a cardiac cath, um, in the fall. And when I woke up from that, it was basically like, Hey, oh, you're awake now, Allison. Do you know that you need a heart transplant? Yes. Okay. Well, and we did this, and you know you can still have surgery. Your heart will be able to handle the surgery. It was like, great, thanks. You know, like within the first five minutes of waking up from this. Um, so nice yeah. and groggy. <laughs> yeah. Like, wait, why? Because with COVID, I couldn't have Jeff back in the room with me. So, that, those are the first two things that they said. Um, and so anyway, so, and with the surgery itself, I do have to have a cardiac anesthesiologist. So it's somebody okay. that would be knowing and watching my heart rather than somebody that, you know, and I'm not saying that a regular anesthesiologist wouldn't be watching your heart, but, um, but this person, this person knows. yeah, yeah, this person knows what's wrong and is trained. So I am, you know, I have a different kind of anesthesia plan. So, so. let's talk about that because you, I know, um, you had gone through the route. Yours was a little bit shorter, but it came up with an answer of seeing if the surgery was covered. Um, and the answer was no. Um, so I, I, you're paying out of pocket too. Um, yes. And is the cardiac anesthesiologist, is that more expensive? Or I know you mentioned too, like it's a longer amount of time. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's to be determined. I think they told me it'll be a couple thousand dollars, um, on top of the surgery and the hospital stay. And it's, it's measured within how many minutes they're in the room. Okay. So yeah, I, that's why I don't pay that in advance. I will pay that afterwards. And I even just talked to the coordinator last week and she confirmed that again, like, okay, yeah, we see you paid for the hospital, but you'll be paying for anesthesia afterwards. They will bill you. And it's by the minute. So I'm hoping it's just by the minute. I think it's by the minute of how long they are in. You're actually in the OR. They're in the OR with you watching you until you start to like wake up and they realize that like all, everything's coming back to life essentially. Okay. And yeah. So, you know, good times. and where I'm having surgery is like literally right next door to my cardiologist. So he's also there and he's very aware and, um, very much part of the process. So that is also very nice that I'm not somewhere where he wouldn't be, you know, and he wouldn't have to like try to follow ups after surgery too. Yes. Because of the medication changes and, um, because I'm on a lot of meds now, but because if I drop weight quickly, I'm supposing that those dosages will change. So then That's it's true. going to become a game. I have to, in which I have him, I see him this week. So that's like one of my big questions. Like, how do I make sure that these dosages are correct? And also, how am I going to swallow these pills? Because some of them are very, very big. Right. So <laughs> I have so all the questions for him. no more snowstorms after your <laughs> surgery so that all visits can be had on time. <laughs> Yeah, um, so I have lots of questions yeah. for him, but we can do everything via Zoom too, which is great because he is far That's away awesome. from me. So, yeah, 
That's really nice. I know. I'm, yeah. I'm such a fan of him. I've never even met him. But <laughs> please tell you, Jeff, next time you see him, you just have to shake his hand for me. <laughs> he wants to say too in the detail about who he is, but he is uh, in charge of uh, the Hearts, uh, something for uh, NFL football team, which That's is cool. cool. So, I mean, she's like the best of the, has the best of the best as far as we're concerned. Yeah, he's yeah. great. Well, I, I mean, I definitely want to ask you, um, does it feel like, does it feel like part of not sharing it is because it wasn't your choice and because of that stigma related to like people not understanding that your weight is quite truly out of your control. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely like, think... Yeah, no, sorry, go ahead. It just, I, it opens up a door to your overall health too. Like it opens up this door to talk about, especially if you're like, I'm, I'm not good at people being an asshole to me. So if somebody was like, oh, well, don't you just think you could lose the weight? Like, I, I know you've heard that before. And it's so frustrating because it's like, you actually have no idea. Um, so do you think that's part of like, maybe why you're hesitating to share it? I think so. I mean, it just feels like so much of my life has been like health wise, completely out of my control. Um, yeah. You know, so it's, it's kind of just one of those things where you're like, and I really don't talk about it cause I don't want to make my life about my health issues. Um, I really try really hard not to make it like my personality or, you know, it'd be Allison, that girl with the heart disease. Like I just don't want it to be, who people think I am. Sorry. Don't be sorry. And it's just like, there's been a lot of people like when I had the brain tumor before we knew it was a brain tumor and I would constantly go to the doctor. And I said this before, like I was going all the time. I was going to my OBGYN. I was going to my regular doctor and I was saying like, listen, I'm like putting on weight. I'm not feeling good. I'm uh, having all these issues. And they would be like, just lose some weight, like without doing blood work, without like, asking me like how else can we try to figure this out like it was a very easy like well it's your heart and it's and it's your weight and it really you know and it wasn't <clears throat> so it got so bad that it I ended up losing my sight so that was really frustrating and I think it was just sort of like I knew that I had to be my biggest advocate but I also was like this is exhausting Right, like to have everybody just blame everything on the way that I look, or the, how much I weigh, or how much is on a scale. And um, I've had some really horrible family members uh, really beat me up about stuff, and yeah, it's a life. Just like a lot for you. I know you have people that you would love to punch for me. I have people I would love to punch for you. So, yeah, um, and I just I've found that I just build up walls. I, you know, and I it's insensitive, especially if it's people that do know what you've gone through and they do see the struggles that you're going, they know that you're taking medicine that counteracts everything that you're doing. Right. They know you try. And then just to invalidate everything that you're going through and everything that you're doing is, it's really selfish and it's really mean. And there's no better way to say that, but it's your family and you love them. And in some sense you need them. Are you like, yeah. I mean, it's come down to the the point now where it's really only Jeff and you guys 
and a few of my other friends who know um, my family when I told like my extended family, which is basically all that's left, they were just like, don't you think you could lose it on your own? And you're like, okay, so you're <laughs> not going to be a resource for me. And that's going to have to just be how it is. Um, Zero percent support. Yeah. yeah. And the bad thing is they know all of your they know medical history and they know yeah. that you can't hit the gym seven days a week and get, go at it real hard and stuff like that. And they still just, you know, they, they don't know. It's so frustrating to have 30 minutes in a doctor's office and to have somebody looking at your list of medications and to look of years of work and history and pain on a piece of paper. And then they look at that and the only thing that they can walk away with is, don't you know that your heart would be better if you could lose some weight? That is the biggest fuck you. And I'm sorry, because I think that you deserve to be able to share parts of your story and be vulnerable and be able to reach out to people and say, I'm carrying so much. I just need you to hold my hand. Um, you haven't gotten to say that to a lot of people. And I think that uh, doesn't reflect what a beautiful person you are. So, oh, Thanks. Yeah, it's, it's frustrating. It's hard because it's like, you know, I had that full hysterectomy when I was like 35. So I went into full menopause, you know, at 35, which also makes it, you know, I have no hormones, female hormones right. whatsoever, <laughs> you know, and it's just, it just feels like one more thing. It It is starting to feel real that I'm having the surgery and that it should give me the chance to, you know, fight for my health and I'm so um, excited for you. Yeah. <laughs> like, thanks. We're on, this, we're on this thing right this week. We're like, yeah, no, actually it is happening. And we're really excited. <laughs> like, yeah. This week it's real. There's, I know. I know. I'm like, well, you know, obviously I mentioned before with everything that happened to you, like I'm a little obviously nervous about the COVID caveat thing that could happen, but um, yeah. I'm trying not to spend You're, too much time on I feel it. like your patient coordinator gave you a really, really good idea though. And she I kind did. of love it. I, I think I'm going to do it too. <laughs> yeah. Um, although I have to call tomorrow. This is a good reminder. I want you to explain what it is because, I mean, we're all going through this during COVID, right? So hopefully it can help somebody else because I'm calling Monday. Like you already helped me. <laughs> right. So she told me that if you have a COVID positive test, you cannot have surgery for 10 days after. Like, so mm -hmm. 10 days after you could then have surgery, but then you deal with the schedules of surgeons and blah, blah, blah. But she was like, why don't you start taking PCR? She's like, it has to be a PCR. It can't be an at-home test every week. If you happen to test positive this week, you let us know. And then you don't have to do another COVID test, you know, three days before your surgery because you've already had COVID and mm -hmm. you should be fine. Um, and she's like, just keep doing that up until surgery. So, you know... I love it's that. definitely, you know, because it's 10 days after. So if like I had tested positive for COVID this week, you know, it would be 10 days after that. And if I do it again next week, it would be 10 days after that, which would still put me in line for having surgery in February. So right. we'll see. I'm because you guys are very careful and you wear masks a lot, but truthfully you work with the public and this is a right. very spreadable <laughs> variant. Right. I mean, and you didn't leave the house since Thanksgiving. And so like exactly. it just... <laughs> We're all doing the things that we're trying to do, but it's a, you know, trying, it's a virus. Right. right. But realistically, like life <laughs> finds a way. Yeah. So I really like that idea. And I think it, it'll help. Hopefully it helps give you guys a peace of mind too, that like, if you are negative three days before, like 
good. That that feels good then. Um, yeah. So that's definitely a good plan. She was, I mean, it was nice to talk to her and she was like, you know, we'll try our best to work with you if it does get pushed and, you know, but it also sounds like they pushed a lot of people because COVID is real and everyone's getting it and, you know, blah, 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 blah. But it doesn't need to be another episode about COVID. (laughs) Hopefully we can be done with that. So many. Don't you feel like that at the end of two years? I'm like, I would just love for this to go away. (laughs) Oh, Man, mm-hmm. everybody's exhausted well, I'm glad for that sure. It's becoming more real for you. I think that um, it, February snuck up on us, definitely. Uh, but it's here. Like, it's time. We're both rocking our Hydrate Spark water bottles. <laughs> like, yeah, we are. This is a real thing. <laughs> we've talked to people. We've learned more things about, like, maybe what our pre surgery, <laughs> pointing to myself yes. here, should look like. Yes. Um, it does not include rotisserie chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> poor choices right. uh, <laughs> never knew less were cooked in oil found out <laughs> uh, yeah. so what no. have you been doing to prep now that it feels real I know that you're not packed but like what are you doing to prepare <laughs> so I do have a bag that is sort of packed like in that bag right now oh damn <laughs> I know and it's funny because it's the same bag that I took with me to open heart surgery. So in that bag, and which is really another funny thing because I really never packed for a surgery except for like a C-section, but like I never had, most of them were emergency. So this is a new experience. Um, it's true. It's not just throw in the bag. It's like, oh, thoughtfully, no. what do I need? <laughs> what do I need? I know. So I have a, a phone charger, um, like a long cord yes. and... I have, I think, pajamas. Like, I've got a pair of Athletica, like, sh- pants that I love that are super comfortable. And, like, an oversized um, sweatshirt, like, super oversized. I think it's, like, 4X, so it's going to be ginormous on me. Yes. And um, just, like, like a cardigan thing. It doesn't actually close, but I thought it would just be warm. And I think there's, like, one or two things in there, but now I can't remember what they are. Um, but also I've been trying to clean things in the house. So like I went through a couple closets trying to go through the pantry. The pantry is like, yeah, just trying to like get rid of stuff. We just accumulate stuff. And so doing that, um, and I can't wait to start heaving clothes because I've got clothes in all different (laughs) sizes. I look forward to that day where I can be like, okay, donate pile. Oh my God. I can't wait. I know. I can't wait until my clothes take up less space. Like. I feel like Rob and I packed for the hospital together because originally he was going to come overnight and I packed and my stuff took up like two thirds of the suitcase. And then he just added this tiny pair of jeans and t-shirt on top. And I was like, well, that's cool. (laughs) This is how people go to Europe with carry-on bags because their clothes are so little. (laughs) Right. Um, So yeah, excited for that. (laughs) I know. Me too. Um, I did just, and Jeff doesn't know this one, ordered a new comfy blanket, same blanket I have now, but in a different color that it will just stay, <laughs> it'll just stay, stay un- I know, it'll just stay unopened on the side. And then, cause, um, that way it'll be freshly new. I'll clean it and like put it somewhere that like it won't get, the cat won't sit on it or anything. Yeah. And then I'll have it for when I get home from the hospital. New Very beginnings, exciting. absolutely. Right. Yeah, it's just from Target. <laughs> it's not crazy. It's not made of cashmere. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, I have gotten you a new one too, Jeff. So, like, you know, I thought about you. Oh, great! I needed one. Um, 
do you want to share talking about clothes? Because I know clothes are, I mean, we both have way too many clothes. But yes. yeah. you were talking uh, this weekend about that online, that one website you can oh, yeah. get clothes from, kind of to hold you over between sizes. Because the last thing you want to do when you lose 15 pounds, 20 pounds, yeah. and you go down a size is to buy a million pairs of pants that are that size because, you know, in, in six months from now, you'll be completely, completely out of that fit. size as well. So yeah. tell us about that. Yeah, no. So anthropology has a, um, like it's anthro and urban outfitters. Like that whole group has like a, almost has like a, a thing, a rental kind of like the place where you get dresses from, which I forget what that's called. Oh yeah. Like they, rent the runway. It's kind of rent the runway and even rent the runway might do normal clothes now, not just dresses, but Anthropology has a version of Rent the One Runway where you basically can rent the clothes and then return them. And that way you're not buying. And what I am trying to do in my life is get out of the clutter. So, like, I feel like that's going to be yeah. a good thing. You know, I have a lot of sizes just because I have a lot of, I have some clothes that I haven't been, I've kept because I was like, eventually I'll lose the weight again. To this. Yeah, me too. Yeah. My high school jeans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But the I'm best part of it is. Years ago. Exactly. This is just going to say like <laughs> decades ago. So it's like might be a little not stylish at this point, but um, Ooh, cool. so I think that's a really good idea. And I had to find the name. I don't know if anyone's Googling it, but it's by anthropology and it's sort of like a run through runway thing. Um, I'm finding so, so many, whatever this is, it's an article by Vogue and they have like they're Oh, newly and you, you Yes. That's cool. So I think that could be a I, really It feels great... sustainable too. It's like really nice, right? Because we all always just want new fun things. <laughs> Spending a little yeah. less money on them to hold them for a little less time. That sounds good. Yeah. And because I think that it'll be, I don't want to be in like, if I am losing weight, I still want to feel good if I go out, right? Like, so I don't want to have to like be like, I don't want to spend the money on the clothes, but I want to look nice because yeah. I am working towards this. It might not be the end yeah. goal, but I want to be proud of where I'm at. Treat yourself. According to my Googling habits, <laughs> according to my Googling habits, Newly is $88 a month. That's so, awesome. I mean, How that many... seems, that's a lot cheaper than buying a whole new wardrobe. Yeah. And you get, amazing. It said it, you get six pieces at a time, which I feel like. Yes. So this says, yeah, uh, it's $88 a month plus tax and includes your choice of any six items to rent, uh, free fast shipping and returns. And if you want to buy what you love at a discount, you can do that. Plus, they do all the laundry and dry cleaning. So that sounds pretty neat. Yeah. There's already the, the, one of the one article that I looked at that had it on it has this super cute, like, pink cardigan with yellow flowers on it. I'm like, do I need that right now? Yes, I do. Thank you. <laughs> it's N U U L Y. It's our new sponsor, Newly. Thank you very much. <laughs> Newly's going to pay our mortgage for this month. Thank you, Newly. Yes. Just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, yeah we had to sponsored. Google what they were called, but they're going to, they're our sponsor. But they've absolutely got us. But we'll put yeah. it in the show notes. We'll put it in the show notes for anybody <laughs> else. Because I think it's just a really, yeah, it sounds like a great idea to, because you still feel good about yourself, even if you're not at your goal weight. You know, we're all working hard over here. So. Yeah, that's a great let's way look, to prepare. Let's look And I've heard all kinds of weird reason. things too, like people who lose a bit large amounts of weight, like they get. Their feet are smaller and they need smaller shoes. That yeah. that's kinda weird, right? They're if they wear hats, 
they could your hat size could go down an inch or something that that's crazy so going the opposite way i used to have a size seven feet and seven foot and now i have a size eight and a half or nine so i can't wait for my foot to be like a size seven again um because let me please tell you everyone wears eight and a half or nine they're always literally sold out <laughs> so i just want an odd size so that i can actually buy shoes again yeah I know the little things. So, it's very exciting. Right? The little things. So what do you have ready post-op? What's I know you have a, like your shake ready. <laughs> <laughs> I have all the shakes. I know anytime anything comes to the door now, Jeff's like, is that more shakes? I was like, no, no, I think I've got all of the shakes. <laughs> <laughs> You're my flavor testers. So I kind of love it. Like you guys are yeah. really good at identifying good shakes. <laughs> First of all, there's like... some really good shakes out there. And, yeah. uh, and we, we keep saying someone needs to make a shake that is not sweet. Yes. What it could be, I'm not sure, but just like vegetable broth one, that would be phenomenal. Or you know, I don't know. I if you could think of it, you'd probably be a millionaire if you could come up with yeah. the ingredient the ingredients to make a good savory shake. But it would be good. I don't know. Maybe we can think about it. Some like kale, cucumber, mint shakes. Like there's a smoothie place near us that makes just like delicious veggie shakes, but they always add. Um, their base is always juice. So Rob mm. and I will go, but we'll ask them to like sub coconut water, but then you can't tell if it's sweetened or unsweetened. And blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. I mean, if we could just make it taste good without all the crap, we'd <laughs> be golden. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. It's a, it's a brilliant idea. It's just, it, it borders on disgusting. It could, you know, yeah. like pot roast oh, and carrots. Like, do you want to drink yeah. that? Probably not. Like fried chi fried chicken, <laughs> fried chicken protein shake. Mm. And then God forbid so you like see it. God forbid you see what it looks like. You got to keep it in like a really dark bottle and never you see it leave the bottle to your mouth. Pull off spout tabs where you're like, and oh. just like a layer. <laughs> There's a feather. Like it just wouldn't so go well. <laughs> but if you can, you know, like tacos. I don't know. Would oh, that be, be good? so good? I'd drink a taco. I would drink a taco. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There's something. There's something brewing here. I think you're, there's, some, there's something there. We'll, we'll be here for you guys next year. Yeah. <laughs> Oysters, broiled oyster protein okay, shake. Okay, no, now you've gone too far. No. <laughs> no but it did make me think of clam chowder, and that could be something that I would actually maybe drink. Would be like a clam chowder. But again, it goes but, so and like. It, the oyster thing is kind of in like the mushy food. So you really, sh it shouldn't yeah. be that long till you can have oysters. I know that's your favorite. Yeah. Yes. Who it's knows? not like your favorite is like something hard and crunchy. It's oysters. <laughs> true. It's true. So what do you, what does your follow-up look like when, uh, after your surgery? Um, I, I, we never really said this much, but the hospital that we're driving to is a couple hours from our house. So, Luckily, we can do a lot of things online, but they also want you to do a lot of things in person, which is a real pain mm -hmm. because we're constantly driving back and forth between now and February 24th for right. testing and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. 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 They're making me go out there. Um, well, how, so do, you, do we have uh, a schedule yet as far as after surgery? How many times do we have to go out there? I think that you go, I think I go like, a, um, like three or four weeks post, post-op. For that kind of appointment. Um, and then I think 
I feel like the first year you go maybe four times a year or three times a year. And then once you're post, cause I asked, cause I was like, what does it look like long-term? And he's like, then you see me once a year. So I feel like you and me will both see our surgeons once a year, like yeah. as we go forward. Um, you know, I think cardiology will be a different story cause I had an event happen in, in October and I talked to him or had a zoom call meeting with him every month since, um, so, I, and I think that he'll be holding my hand basically through this whole thing, just from the medication standpoint and figuring out new dosages. So I feel like, but he's also very good about doing it via Zoom. However, because I'm actually losing weight, he may need to physically see me. So we probably see will be him, seeing yeah. him. I think my thing, my paperwork says like follow up with cardiology, like one week post. So hopefully it can be over the computer, but otherwise you're going to be driving me around, Jeff. <laughs> driving me all back and forth and but that does uh jeff is staying over at a hotel obviously um nice. for surgery and we are staying over the night before because it's it should we don't have a time yet but we're assuming it'll be an early call time that's good so. that's less stress trying to figure out to get there like mm-hmm. any highway closures any yeah. bridges can i point out <laughs> like, this hotel there's, the hospital has hotels that they have a discount for um it's like one that's oh, right that's across the street and it's supposed to be really nice. It has like, it's like a five star rating, but that one is not good enough for Allison. She wants to stay <laughs> at a Hilton that's across town, even yes. though she's there one night and I'm there probably three nights. This she is, me. is not letting me just pick the one across the street from the hotel that I can walk back and forth. To yeah, the no, hospital. No. She wants me at this like more high end hotel across town. <laughs> can you explain that one? Um, well, if you prefer the first night with I, when I'm with you, we could stay at the nicer one. I, and That's then, convenient. Uh, you know, yeah, and then but then you could move if it end up staying because we think that it'll be more than one night for me. We'll probably be yeah. there for at least two. Um, you know, you could move to the one that you could walk across the street. I just don't want to be associated with or in. <laughs> I'm a little bougie, I guess. I don't know. I I just wanted to be comfortable. I felt like the other one was older. <laughs> I I'm this way. Know. This is what I do every time we road trip north to see my parents. <laughs> Rob asked me to pick the hotel, and he's like, "Well, which one's cheapest?" I'm like, "Oh no, 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 no." What you mean is where <laughs> where is the double tree, or where is the fun new one time we stayed at the Aloft because that was new in Chicago and I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Good times. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I don't know. I just want to be. I just want to be comfortable. It's very overwhelming to not be. I remember we we got a nice place for before open heart. Yeah, and it was great. It was just post. We didn't realize that you could only sleep. I could only sleep in like a reclining chair, and I oh, was yeah. so uncomfortable that first night coming home from the hospital after being there for like a week. I just <laughs> remember it, it was just like hospital pillows. And- <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, in, well, the hospital bed has the one that goes up, but like when we were, we went back to the Airbnb because we were going to stay one night in the city oh, yeah. where we were before we drove back. And I just remember I was so uncomfortable that whole night. And there's nothing worse than like being exhausted, having open heart and having your whole body hurt, but then also not being able to get comfortable anywhere. There's, it's just kind of the worst feeling. And excruciating. So maybe we should buy some new furniture before the 24th. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. 
new blankets, we new bed. You, it, it wouldn't be bad to get you a recliner. That's really not a bad idea. Yeah. Do you have a recliner? I know yeah. you did because you were kind enough to bring us one because I would have never made it. So like yeah, when we, I came home. Um, the, so those recliners were literally like my favorite thing ever. That was mm-hmm. when we found out the back came off and you could easily move them. Um, but now we spend... After, you know, you sat on the world's most uncomfortable couch in our old apartment. Yes. (laughs) Um, And then slept on the actual world's most uncomfortable couch. (laughs) Pull out. We did, uh, we bought a couch that has one recliner chair in it. And I think that's where I'm going to live post-surgery. Because Mm -hmm. it's really easy to get in, easy to get out. Um, I can do it by myself for when I need to go around walking. But I'm able to sleep and relax and like do what I need to do. Can you yeah. drive us up the recliner that we could borrow again? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that far. What is it? Twenty-four really hours? No big deal. Yeah. Where did okay. Go? I think. Yeah, we had we had like this great. Uh, before we left, we just like put everything on Facebook Market, and we were like, literally free. Please just come take it. Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, it's somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere there. But that was the greatest. That was the. That, I just I remember that. Um, you know, having open heart, I remember so much about that, but mostly just that post, post-op getting, well, being in that Airbnb, being super uncomfortable, like not having a place, but then Jeff and I ordered Chinese food. It was like the first time I'd eaten anything like of real substance. And I just remember being, it's so good. I didn't eat much because I wasn't really <laughs> hungry, but I had like the two bites that I didn't have. Do you remember that, Jeff? Because we were, uh, do you no. remember? Oh, and no, being in fun. a city, like you, any city has like usually pretty good Chinese food, so. Yeah, that's the hotel in Chinatown, food. so I'm sure we got. I'm sure it was good. Oh, perfect. Yeah, it was Absolutely. really good. I I remember I wasn't that hungry because of all the anesthesia, but then we got home. But I knew I would like it wouldn't work. I remember being Jeff drove us back from that open heart. I was in the back seat of our SUV, covered in all of the pillows. We had like brought all <laughs> of the pillows, and I I looked like a hot mess because I hadn't showered in over a week. Um, and we walked. I needed to walk every so many hours, I think, because of the ride home and blood clots and whatever. And I walked into a gas station and I just remember looking like, people probably think I'm a zombie. But again, like no idea, like no idea what I'd been through in the past seven days. But then when we got home, you guys were there with a recliner and then it was just the best and most wonderful, like- That was Jeff, Jeff hooked that up. (laughs) That was just, it was life-saving, honestly, because I could not sleep on, you couldn't sleep in a flat, yeah, that at all. And I, I mean, I tried to repay you back by making you laugh so hard that we like. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, you guys, we better stay away from them for maybe a couple weeks after your surgery. You'll be we don't need to be busted. Out. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh my god, I think I cracked my sternum again. I was laughing so hard, but it was the greatest thing because I hadn't laughed like that in a really long time. So, yeah, uh, yeah, we'll get like stomach pillows, hold them, and we'll have a comedy session. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but I do. So oh, I do have, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I do have the what is that called that goes around you that Jolene said we should definitely have. Do you the binder? That's what I got, I got too. Yeah. Um. Somebody was saying that that's like uh, somebody else besides Jolene was saying that that's huge for like the ride home, just mm-hmm. especially with like the seatbelt on you and trying to like not hit every bump in the world <laughs> and feel like you're okay. So. All right, Allison. So what's your biggest hope for the surgery medically, but mentally as well? Um, And then what does a successful surgery look like to you? 
Yeah, those are great questions. I mean, I think truly it's, I think because I have been so slow to wrap my head around this particular surgery, I've just started to, um, realize that I could actually act for real lose some weight. Like, cause in my head, I'm like, Oh, will this even work for me? Right. Cause everything just feels, it just feels harder. I don't know. But, um, the idea of actually losing like weight and not feeling bad about myself on a daily basis sounds and feels like it would be amazing. So just from that perspective of just pure like vanity, I would love to walk into a room and not feel like I'm the biggest person there. You know, I would love to not have to worry about what chair I'm sitting on. I would love to, you know, be comfortable in an airplane or a sporting event or whatever. Um, That's a pretty big one. But I think even more than that, if I can just buy myself and buy my heart some time, you know, there's still a lot of things I really want to do and see and go and, you know, be part of. So I think if it could really do what they're hoping, um, yeah, I mean, that would be, that would be success beyond just the, yeah, the physical aspects of it. Um, yeah. I'm going to share something. Uh -uh. We can remove this if you want to, (laughs) but you had texted me. I liked a picture that you sent the other day and you had texted me and you were like, when am I not going to feel like I'm huge? And I had looked at that picture and I was like, oh my God, look at how good those pants look on her. She looks so good. Like her hips are so curvy. She looks amazing. But you saw it and you just saw like what you see the world perceives you as. And we all do that. And it is fucking heartbreaking. And I am I cannot wait for you to feel like the person that you are and to get that back because I think that you have like, you kind of got that opportunity taken away from you at 13. You really didn't ever have the chance to make that choice on your own. And I feel the same way. Like this is something that I'm like, oh, wow, this could actually work. Like there's proof, there's people, there's like, this is real, this is, I'm going to put in work and, and get work out. I can't wait for that for you. <laughs> like, I can't wait for you to feel so beautiful and just feel so healthy. And I mean, feel like something positive has, has come of this that is going to give you, um, is going to be what a successful surgery looks like to you. Oh, yeah, no, I love that. I mean, because. I think that truly like looking back, I mean, it just feels like it's my, there was a period of time where I had five major surgeries within a year and a half. And, and just thinking about that and like, I, I feel like I'm just now processing it. And that was like 2017, 2018, where I had like the brain tumor came back and I had a hysterectomy and I had two surgeries for my ICD and a new wire and I had open heart and you were like, and it was just one thing after another where I was in such a mode of like, I just need to push through and I can't really think about any of this stuff. I just have to like keep doing it. Cause it's exhausting. It's exhausting to be in an, in a space where everyone who touches you is hurting you. And, and then just in your body is betraying you. Right. And there's nothing I can do, you know? And I think 
it's just such a hard place to be because it's not like I, I just feel so out of control. And so it, it just took so much out of me. And then we went into the pandemic, um, you know, like a year later. So it's just been really hard. And so the idea that I could actually think about feeling pretty for the first time since I don't know when, because like the brain tumor made my hands super big and it made my feet grow. I wear a size 12. You know how hard it is to find size 12 shoes, you know, and I'm five nine. So like I'm taller, but not extremely tall, but I just feel like a monster. So like the idea where I don't need to feel like a monster. And I know that it's not, I know that those are just like norms of like what I perceive, you know, what, what's out there. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not really real, the idea of beauty or like, you know, whatever. But um, just to have a break from it for like a little bit would be so nice. Yeah. It feels real to you, which is ultimately, um, you can't get rid of that. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm very body positive for everybody else. I can say I'm body positive for me and I'm happy where I am, but I'm not happy not being healthy. So mm-hmm. the real talk yeah. of it is just having that opportunity. It's game changer for both of us. So I am, I can't wait. I know, and look um, at us possibly having surgeries within like a week of each surgery other. Surgery twins. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I can't believe it happened that way, but I'm freaking thrilled <laughs> like <laughs> had my crying moment now we're like this is actually great <laughs> I know I know I texted oh, you today like I know I wish I didn't I wish it didn't turn out like this for you like meaning the heartbreak of like having all these different surgery dates but I'm kind of glad but also how many awful things was I doing like I didn't even think about the carbonation that wasn't on any of my pre-op stuff like I was drinking coke zero I had like three of them last pre-op I literally was eating rotisserie wings because I was like, well, they're not fried. No, but they are dipped in oil and then spit over the oven for a little bit. My pre-op diet is just super calorie full. Like Rob and I put it into my fitness pal and just the amount of like stuff where like this doesn't feel right. So like we're taking a much more like lean kind of just like, you know, adding Metamucil this time, making sure that like, things aren't getting bound up so yeah. it just feels like a, I think it was actually supposed to happen wow. um so what are your favorite like what are some non-scale victories that you're looking at like what are you looking forward to you know it's funny because um when Jeff and I went to New Orleans this month we did so many things that didn't evolve didn't wasn't about food like we went to the zoo and we went to um, basketball games and we did a boat ride and um, that was really fun. And so it started this conversation and I want to talk more about this at some point in one of our episodes, but like, so, so much of our lives has been like, Oh, we saw this, we love the show top chef. And we, you know, Mm -hmm. so then we would go and try to find all of the top chef restaurants and we've done a bunch of that. And Jeff and I have had this like really great, I feel like Jolene has, she described, you've had this great life. Like, We've traveled a bunch. We've gone to some really fantastic restaurants. Um, But now it's going to be a time to shift our thinking. Like we loved the zoo. So we're like, let's go to a lot. Like, you know, let's go to see a lot of zoos. Let's go like figure out what else we can do that doesn't involve food. So it's almost like this living portion 
that's going to change, which is really exciting. If that makes sense. Like, no, you know, it does. Like, I always think of like culture through food and then I'm like, well, there's so many other ways to experience culture in new places and get to know like yeah. so many other ways. And where it, it is like giving up something in one sense, but it's truly to be able to like live. I'm excited. I think that's great. Your New Orleans trip was like completely eye-opening to me. I'm like, oh, there are other things to do on vacation except for find the best food. <laughs> yeah. Not that that's I will not also find the best food be... as well. <laughs> I was gonna say, not that I will We not also be did find like awesome restaurants there <laughs> that we went to. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, it it was really fun to find other things yeah. to do. We will know the best tapas restaurant in every city. <laughs> absolutely yes or as you yeah, guys would I mean, call it a restaurant yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the buffet <laughs> bring me one and a half of your finest tapas please <laughs> great yeah so i'm just really looking for i mean i truly just looking forward to that and the idea of getting a little bit of who i am back because i just think that I've got who who Allison is has gotten lost in the medical crisis, stress of the world, life, and it's just been I've yeah, you know, like who even am I? So I think that would be a big non-scale victory. All right, Allison. So I'm turning your favorite question back on you, and it's a hard one. So get prepared. <laughs> I know. Um, right? But what does current Allison want to tell future Allison on a rough day? I know it's a hard question, but I've been thinking a lot about it. Um, and I think there's been a lot of stuff that we've asked previous like guests when Corey said like uh, the current hard of like future Allison is not as hard as like me right now. And I think that's really, it resonates with me because it's kind of like remembering all of the really tough times that, like the, the days where I've had just a bad day in general, just being in the body that I'm in. So I look forward to possibly, you know, having a different body, being able to do things a little easier, having less um, weight and uh, strain on my heart. Um, and I think it just takes me back to, you know, yeah, it's a, it's a bummer of a day that like maybe I'm having just a bad day and I want to, you know, wish I didn't have to follow these rules or whatever it could be that I'd be sad about, but it's kind of like, this is a answer to a life and a lifestyle, um, and more days. Cause there's so much stuff that I want to be a part of and I want to see for myself or other people. And there's places I want to visit and travel. So just like, you know, stick with it, keep your head up one foot in front of the other and just go. Cause it's so much better than where you were. I love that. I'm going to call you four times a week to have you tell me that maybe. <laughs> maybe we can repeat it together every morning. <laughs> you got it. It'll be a mantra. That sounds That's perfect. Great answer at all. <laughs> um, well, when we win the lottery and we're really rich and this surgery has been really great and successful for both of us, what are three post-surgery vacations that mm. you're ready to take? Yeah, right? I really want to hear this, but before you answer... We don't have to win the lottery because Newly is our is our new sponsor. So I mean, Newly we're going to pay mucho dinero to do these podcasts. So basically, right. what she's asking you is now that we're now that we have fat wallets with uh, Newly, uh, what three post surgery vacations do you want to take? <laughs> 
Um, okay. So I have a bunch because I just, I love traveling and I love seeing new parts of the world. I still have Iceland Let's on my list. Let's hear all of them. I want to hear all, every single one. I go do ahead. too. Every single one. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, all right. Easy enough. I want to go back to freaking Harry Potter world with you, you two, yes, well, you three, oh obviously to the four <laughs> of us, because I, because of that, I've talked about before that embarrassing moment where I got on the ride and it didn't fit and I had to walk off and then I couldn't go on any rides. Um, so I would love to go back and Never be able to go on all the roads. Yeah. Yep. So that is like the four of us. We're doing it when we get to the point where we feel great. Um, I do want to go to Iceland. I feel like we sat with some friends that went and the food sounded really gross, but I was like, oh, I'm not going for the food. So it doesn't matter. Perfect. Um, <laughs> Wait, that's a great, like those uh, baths would be really good for our recovering bodies. Agreed. <laughs> Yes. And I can't wait to hit the penis museum. That's on my list of things. <laughs> I'll fit right in there. Whatever the Kardashians had on their list, you know. <laughs> yeah. Keep yeah. it off. Okay, so yeah, keep going. Okay, so this is when we are bazillionaires. I really, there's a place called Pause Up in Montana. I have been pining over and like, I constantly like email and be like, can you send me your new pamphlets? And then I'll get the pamphlets in the mail. And it's in Montana and it's glamping and it's just incredible. And I dream of going. I've never been to Montana. They also have this like sub part of of that resort of this other place connected to it. And it's like a tree house made of glass. I'm like, can I just be here? I dream of going. How much that costs? Tell them how much that costs. (laughs) It was like $10,000 a night. (laughs) 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 Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So I'm that might be. <laughs> There's also, do you follow the house? Um, it's Keep looking at the pamphlets. Yeah, That's I know. As close as you're I ever going to get to that. <laughs> you said you want a dream scenario. I'm giving them to you. No, no, no. <laughs> no I, I like this. I've just heard you talk about this place a lot. It's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Do you follow the Joshua house on Instagram? I'm also obsessed with that place. It's in Arizona. Um, it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. I'll, sh- I'll share the link with you. I dream of that okay. place too. I think that would be so fun. Um, I would love to go to Sicily and get a house and stay there. Oh, yes. Yeah. Do that. Um, and I've always wanted to go to Japan. So that is also on my list. I know I've got all the very, like oh, the no money for these things, but I dream of, I dream of the big trips with all the money. Um, I want to go to Japan during cherry blossom season the most, like in the worst yeah. way. Mm-hmm. I also um, dream of going to SNL and watching a show one night. Yes. yes. Simple, you know, <laughs> simple this. lottery stuff. I can't win anything, but I, you know, um, and no, I perfect. definitely want to go back to Paris. I went as a kid and another time as an, a quick adult, but only for like 20 hours. I'd love to go back as a, you know, yeah. with some time. You know how I we can afford some of these places? We could afford to go to a lot of these places if we just have the cheaper hotel room. <laughs> you know, like if we don't overpay for the hotel, we could probably hit up a couple of these places. You know, I don't agree with any of that. No, no, no. Like if you take the discounted price at the hotel that the hospital offers us, that'll be the good first step. See, I'm the worst. I'm like, we're only going once, so we've got to do the full experience. Mm-hmm. Boy, that sounds familiar. 
We've just think of all the money in. that we'll be saving on food, right? That's true. That is true. Yeah, this is yeah. true. Oh, I'm gonna put a little bucket out and like just think, put money in there every time we like order food, and I'm just getting like. That's a good idea. <laughs> and eventually, it'll add up to like half a day in Montana. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, and I have to say honestly and truly, like I have been listening to Nima's podcast and his just the way he's so excited about, to talk to him oh I can't even wait I can't wait but the way he speaks about California and I've been to California yeah. a bunch but just the idea of living somewhere that you can just go out yeah. like it's negative seven degrees in Pittsburgh right now and it is so so cold so like I don't know I used to love the cold because it would keep me inside but maybe I just like will want to be outside and would love to go for a walk so can you imagine oh. like blue skies and sunshine every day? Yeah, that sounds wonderful. <laughs> I genuinely can't. I know. What well, just love that he like great. talks about going for walks all the time and being outside and you know, like we won't go outside again until April. So, yeah. Yeah. Now I have to tell you, moving from the northeast to south, like we talk about it often. We're like, should we move home like back towards home and then the other day when you guys were like, yeah, it's like negative two, but with the wind chill, it's like negative 13. I was like, no, I should not do that. <laughs> literally horrible. We're trying to get out of here, so don't even think yeah. about coming back. No, I mean, yeah, don't come back. somewhere south or west together. <laughs> yes. Oh, and I do have a, one more dream of staying in one of those huts over the ocean. Me too. In, uh, where is it? Oh my gosh, Big Sur. There's like mm-hmm. a bird's nest there's this like hut over the ocean that's a bird's nest and you can sleep in it and I the only thing that ever stopped me from doing it when Rob and I did our um first road trip across the country was I was like there's absolutely no way that I'm going to be able to get into that ladder (laughs) like it's not going to hold my weight um and I was much smaller at that point Mm -hmm. so I would like to revisit doing that and staying in that bird bird's nest yeah I mean, let's do it. It'd be good. Uh, Rob's no texting. Us. Do you see this? Do you see Rob texting us like all these places we can stay? <laughs> <laughs> Rob, we're not staying in any motels. It's not happening. <laughs> fancy, fancy, fancy. So, yeah. Well, thanks everybody for listening. I feel like it's been a while now. Thank you for sharing. Um, I know it's not easy to share and there's very honest um and I'm glad that people get to hear like a different perspective because it's not always an option sometimes it's a necessity that becomes something that you can look forward to for more than the initial reason that you have to get it done um and I think that's a really good perspective to share for people thanks well, thanks for listening. Heck yeah. Yeah. I love your faces. We'll talk to you next week. I mean, no, actually, what are we doing? We're talking to Nima this week. So, yes. Um, I, we've, it's really funny because we've uh, we've been sharing episodes back and forth and, like, talking about different things. We're all in love with his wife. So mm-hmm. it's going to be gonna be a really good episode where um, he doesn't know it, but we already feel like we've known him for a 
30 uh-huh. years and <laughs> he's gonna be like all right hi guys <laughs> yeah, we're gonna guys lose my out. number now <laughs> oh, yeah. i know he's like i'm gonna be like oh where we go way back and he'll be like who are you again <laughs> two minutes ago <laughs> be like nima yeah. we're your new best friends <laughs> yeah i'm so excited to talk to him though they have a great sense of humor <laughs> yeah awesome yep. Well, have a good week, friends, and we will chat soon. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Allison and Courtney are not medical professionals. They are two friends on this journey together who want to share their experience with you for informational and entertainment purposes. While we do our best to try and make sure the information presented in this podcast is accurate and true, Allison and Courtney are not doctors. Always follow your doctor's instructions and advice first and foremost. Thank you.